Yeah, that's nitrogen right there. It's that green, green gold right there. Dude, I made that into a smoothie bowl this morning with orthogen. So I used spinach, pineapple, the pineapple nitrogen, and then the pineapple orthogen and made like a smoothie bowl. It was fire. It was so good. That sounds like heaven. It was so good. What's up? What's what's new this week? How's this week been? Oh, it's been, I feel like every time I come on here, I'm like, it's been crazy, but it has been crazy. Right. No, I started a uh, full-time like in person this week. So that was fun. Um, I've been, I've, you know, you don't really know how, you don't realize how long it takes to like commute places. Right. So it's like, I'm losing like two hour, two hours out of my day on my work days that I go in. Yeah. Um, wow, that's two hours I could have been working. Like that's two hours I could have been talking to my athletes or or making a social media post or something. And so I have to be super strategic right now about how the heck am I going to do all this? So right. I've been um, like, I, you know, I'm looking for my full-time job, but I still have like my separate like laptop that has all my athlete stuff. So like, if I'm like, if I need to talk to someone and I have the autonomy to like, kind of create my own schedule at work, then I'll do that. I right. mean, hopefully they're not listening, but like, <laughs> but like, no, I mean, that's what has, that's just what has to happen. Like if I want it to work. So yeah. Um, yeah. I've been figuring out like how I'm doing that and that's been cool, but it's been cool to also be in person too. Cause you know, we've been at home for so long. Right. It was a hard adjustment for me to work from home um but now I'm good so good I love it well you seem to be thriving that's awesome yeah um hold on one sec but yeah so it's been great awesome dude this week for me has been insane so we are closing on our house this Thursday and yes so the fuck up that is literally it is, it's exciting, but holy shit. Like I've, I've moved a lot in my lifetime, my short lifetime, and it has been nothing like this because this is something like you're paying for, like this is your new home yeah. that you are buying. It's not renting. It's not living with like mom and dad or college or whatever. No, it's like, this is your fucking home now. Yeah. So it's, yeah, we've like packed up most of our apartment, have like the U-Haul rented for, um, honestly though, like my stress has been through the roof and normally I'm a pretty low stress just person because I've worked really hard to be a low stress person um but this week I could tell my body wasn't recovering I mean on Friday I slept 10 hours and my fasting blood glucose was through the roof I was like okay so I trained on Saturday and that should have been the first indicator that if you feel terrible and your blood glucose is the roof and you don't feel like you're recovered don't train but I yeah, I decided that to be a bodybuilder and just do it. Right. My coaching instinct was stay home and rest. My athlete yeah. instinct was, nah, bitch, you want to train. You love training. So I trained. It was a shit workout, um, <laughs> which put me in a terrible mood. But then I was like, well, on Sunday, I have to train to get in my four training days a week. And I told myself, I was like, if you do that, it's going to be another shit workout. And it's yeah. just going to keep digging that hole. Like you're going to keep contributing to that deficit. Yeah. So just take the L like your body's not going to know that you missed a week of training. It's not what it's going to know is that you feel terrible, that you're not recovering and it's going to respond to that stress. Right. So you, you train four days a week, you said. 
Yeah. 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 I, you know, sometimes when like I have a week like that and I'm like, I got to get my four days like, or I used to train five days a week and then I pulled it back. I pulled it down to four. Um, but during the times where I was training five days a week, I was like, I have to get my five days. And sometimes like I, I really should not have trained on certain days, but instead of thinking about how I was feeling, I thought about just adhering to the protocol, but you have to remember to be like perfectly imperfect. Right. I tell my athletes that, um, you're not gonna, like we were talking about like a couple episodes ago, you're not gonna, you have to do your best in, in the certain given time that you have. Right. Like not, it's, it's not always about what's on your protocol because that's like in a perfect situation. Like that's a cert, that's like the perfect like thing. Right. But some things like just don't work out that way. And it would be more helpful for you to pull back on training or for you to not train or for you to like go into reps in reserves or reps in reserve or something, um, instead of going hard, you know? Right. Exactly. So even though, like I'm taking the L today, just, it is what it is. Monday, I'm probably not going to train because I'm helping a friend move, which I did not realize we were going to be moving this week because I wouldn't have said, Hey, I'll help you move with, if I didn't know I was moving like five days later, <laughs> but it is what it is. Yeah. Um, so Tuesday I'll train Wednesday I'll train. And then if I get one more training session over the weekend, I will be happy. So if I do three and three, like it's not going to hold me back. What will hold me back is forcing four training days yeah. going hard with the level of stress that I just feel both mentally with moving and then physically oh, yeah. with moving as well. I totally get you. I am, I am right there with you, but it's good that you're able to just not freak out about it and assess like what, what is best for you intuitively and then move from there. I think a lot of athletes struggle with that like thinking intuitively, like, what do you need today instead of what does your week need? Right. Like, right. So just thinking about that is really, is really great of you. And just, it shows how much you've developed as an athlete. Like I remember when we were training, like six days, like coochie to the wall, like, exactly. Like you would just go like, like there would be times where like, for example, if I was like having to quote unquote train, having to, um, like on a time where I would be traveling, I'd get up at like two, three in the morning just to go train. Yeah, and it's like, morning. that's like every morning, basically. Yeah. And it's oh, like, that, no. that was asinine, just totally insane. Um, I remember you would tell me about that and I'd be like, girl, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> like you're not doing yourself any favors, but yeah. So that's the goal. The goal is just help manage stress, not to control everything, just go with the flow and try to be easy breezy. And if I'm able to train three days a week, that's going to be a win. And that's just kind of like how we're navigating the whole moving experience. Yeah. I feel you. (sighs) Well, yeah. Oh, I'm so happy for you. I think that that's such an, that's such a crazy goal. Like, I mean, that's a milestone that you're, that you're getting into and it's, that's just awesome. I'm so happy for you. Yeah. Thank you. We're good job. We're excited. I know. Go go team. (laughs) Go team. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so let's kind of dive into the topic that we want to talk about and kind of dealing with more nutrition aspects. So something that we want to talk about, like actually coaching wise, um, but nutrition, like right now, a big hot topic I think is flexible dieting. If it fits your macros, meal planning, 
stuff like that. And obviously I think the fitness community is pretty divided as to like what's best. And I think sometimes the fitness community gets so focused on the, like a single tree that they miss the forest. And it's like, well, what's the context? Because if you have a client that is really good at, you know, tracking their macros and selecting whole food choices, like maybe their adherence isn't great using a meal plan, but maybe if they're able to pick their own whole food choices on their own, they're going to be more consistent. So I don't think it's necessarily a black and white topic. I think it's, well, what's the context? What does that athlete need? Yeah, for sure. And I mean, this has been a conversation. I don't think it's anything new. I think, but I think now there's more so an acceptance of this hybrid programming of like, if it fits your, well, macro tracking, I don't want to use if it fits your macros, um, macro tracking and meal planning. And there's more of an acceptance on being able to be sound in your conscious decisions of, or, and being sound and being conscious of your decisions in your nutrition, while also understanding that there is, there are some guidelines that you should, I think, really consider when it comes to your nutrition. Right. Um, whether you're meal planning or you're counting macros. Um, so yeah, like let's talk about like what for some listeners that don't know what counting macros are. Um, counting macros is basically taking your proteins, fats, and carbs and fitting them into like your total daily intake for the day, your total calorie intake. Um, and then meal planning is just what well, pretty self-explanatory. It's in the name. You're planning ahead your meals, yeah. right? But in a sense, like your coach, if you have a coach would give you, if you're going to track your macros, they might give you a macro set or a baseline of macros that you can fit, you know, food into. Or if you want a meal plan, they're still tracking your macros in a sense, but they're just giving you food within those macros so that you don't have to think about what, about what foods to put in, right? Um, and so some people would like to use macros over meal plans for various reasons and meal plans over macros for various reasons. And we could talk about those as well. Um, Ashley, did you have any, did I, did I do good there? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. No, I think you, you hit it on the head. And I think the more experienced people that do flexible dieting, like for example, like Mark has consistent like guidelines for my pre, my intra and my post-workout and then my like leftover macros are left over. But at the end of the day, like, you know, I had kind of created my own meal plan just to be consistent with it. And obviously like if I'm out of like, let's say strawberries and I have raspberries in the fridge, okay, that's an easy swap. Like it's not going to be like a make or break thing, which I think some people maybe on a meal plan and maybe the coach hasn't done a good job of saying, Hey, you can swap as needed within these guidelines. Like they might have a full on mental breakdown if they're out of strawberries, because they'll be like, well, what do I do? And that's why it's really important as a coach to communicate with your athlete. Like, Hey, like here are the guidelines. Here's like a food list. Like here's some helpful swaps Mm -hmm. if needed, but like, don't freak out because you freaking out over something as small as that that's obviously going to do you more harm in the long run than, you know, just having a kind of, like I said earlier, that black and white mentality. Yeah. Yeah. So I think definitely like there is for me, I prefer this blended, this blended, uh, 
approach like that you're talking about where you have like some guidelines about maybe your pre post intra and then you fit like what you'd like in the other meals as well. Currently, Mark has I have a meal plan. So but that's because I just don't care what I eat. (laughs) Don't care. Like, but that's me. Like, so I just have him create like and it's easier for me to see like when he's making adjustments too to my macros um, or to my plan by seeing what he pulls out and what he puts back in. Um, so if we're in a deficit or a cutting phase, he might you know, not touch the pre-post-workout area at all. And he might start pulling from like, diff- like maybe my more flexible areas or just the areas that I'm not, it, it's not peri-workout. Um, but if he's adding, I can see where he's adding. So it helps me as a coach to be able to see stuff like that. Um, but some people would just rather create their own meals. Um, and that's where you know, flexible dieting or macro tracking might be um, more popular. And so pros and cons, let's talk about the pros and cons to both. Okay. So meal planning, I'll start with meal planning. Cause I think that for a lot of people, it seems like the less, um, the less, I don't know, the, the option that they don't want to pick like, right? because they feel let's go with the cons that it could potentially be restrictive. Uh, they can only pick from a certain amount of foods. Um, they don't know what to do when it comes to, oh, what do I do when I go out? Like, what if I want to yeah. go out? Um, do I get the same thing that I normally would get like for my meal plan or am I able to swap or what should I do? And I think on your end as a coach, like you have to be able to educate your clients, even if they are not a meal plan and tell them and show them like how they can, if they do go out or if they do have a situation where they don't have uh, where they don't have the, the food that is on their meal plan. Um, so cons to meal planning restrictive can create eating disorder tendencies, like fearing certain foods, not wanting to fear from your meal plan. Um, and just overall, sometimes, I mean, lack of adherence, if you're not prepared for that type of thing and you don't know what to do. So like I have a meal plan, but I know I am like, I know macros like the back of my hand. Like if (laughs) I, I could, if I don't have like my, my avocado, I'm like, I know I can just take, I can literally eyeball like macadamia nuts or something and, and just figure it out there. But a lot of people can't do that a lot of people like on meal plans that ask for meal plans are doing so because they don't know how to track. And I'm telling you, it's important to learn how to track. Like, even if you have a meal plan, it is important that you learn how to do that so that you can adhere. Um, you can still stay on your meal plan, but you should know what to do if, if at any point you are, th- those things are not available to you. And then you can stay on track a lot easier. Absolutely. Um, And then the pros, or do you want to add on to that? The only like con I would say is if your coach isn't knowledgeable with how nutrients line up, it could cause nutrient deficiencies. Like, especially if the coach is like, also not paying attention to your fiber and is like, oh, well, I'm putting you in a deficit, have like 300 grams of cruciferous vegetables. And you're wondering why, like you're bloated all the time. Like that's a whole nother conversation. Yo, I know. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but if you are a coach giving a meal plan, you need to, you need to know the, the calories and the macros in it. Like I've seen, I've seen it to where people are just giving like meal plans and they're giving them just a cup of rice and chicken for each meal or something. 
And it's like, because that's what they might've started with, with all their clients. And they might like adjust here and there, like depending on how the, the athlete responds, but they don't know exactly what they're putting into the athlete's body. Like they just give them a plan and then they adjust from there. And that's fine. I guess if it works for you, but I mean, macros and, and calorie counting is really very, very basic, very basic. Like we should know this. So um, if you are getting a meal plan from a coach and they don't have like your set calories or your nutrient, the like daily nutrients that they're trying to get you to ingest and their, their macro count and how you can adjust yourself outside of that meal plan. If they're like, I can't, uh, I can't advise you on what to do. Like you should just stay on your meal plan. That's a red flag. Oh, like, absolutely. Like totally. And I, I feel like that's common sense, but I guess it's not. So no, it's not. It's like, because, <laughs> because okay. some people will ask me like, Oh, can I just get a meal plan? And I'll go, well, it's not that easy. I can't just like pop out a meal plan for you. Like, I don't have a meal plan in the back of my pocket to sell you. Like I, I, ha- you know, I don't have that. I, I need you. I need yep. your information. And so, yeah, I just, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> like pros to, pros to meal plans, pros, consistency. If you can, ad- this is all into the contingency that you can adhere. Yep. You have to be able to adhere to it. Okay. So consistency, um, super consistency at that, like, if you eat the same thing every day, oh, it's going to be so much easier for your, for your coach to um, adjust your plan. And that's what, that's what I make it. That's why I asked for a meal plan from Mark, a full meal plan, because most of the time I'm busy as heck. So I'm going to just eat the food that I get. And so it's way easier for him to adjust when he knows, oh, she's eating the same thing. Um, and what other pros? Um, and that's also a pro as an athlete as well, because it yeah. takes the think out of it. You're like, yeah. well, what am I getting I at just, the grocery store? And yeah, it's so like- stress management, right? Mm-hmm. So stress management, um, time management. So you don't have to worry about tracking. Just eat your meals. Yep. Um, if you are somebody that ha- is having a hard time with tracking macros or, or tracking your food and it's, and it's causing anxiety, like you're like, you can't do anything without weighing anything or whatever, like then a meal plan might work for you. Like, absolutely. Well, you yeah, don't just have taking that think out of it. Exactly. Um, any pros that you can think of that I, didn't I would think, think optimizing digestion. Like oh, if you, sure. like, if you're having like some GI issue, your coach can be like, okay, well, wait, like after what meal, like, you know, are we having an issue or, you know, maybe it's this like vegetable or this fruit or something like that, that isn't agreeing with you versus if you're doing flexible dieting, who the hell knows, right? Like, unless you were like keeping somewhat, somewhat consistency, but for the most part, like I've seen flexible dieters, you know, is it the pop tart that you're eating? Is it like, like all the broccoli, like who, like who knows? So I think just optimizing your digestion and just like you said, with that consistency portion, just being literally a well-oiled machine, like you and your coach are on the same page. And I think that's very, very valuable. Yeah. And you know, sometimes like he, he, he knows that I'll swap here and there, but it's really not often at all. Like, it's like just when I, when I don't have the food, but that's because again, like my schedule, like if you are a busy person and you want to stay on track, a meal plan just might work for you. If you're like me and you're like, I don't care about what I eat. I just want to be optimal. I just want my training to be good. I don't care. I just want the food. Then that might be for you. Um, as far as macros go. So for me, I noticed I cared more about tracking macros when I was and am working from home. 
<laughs> or when I have lots of um, options available and I could have different things. Um, and so if I can, you know, kind of why not within reason, um, within limits um, and you get with macro tracking, you, you obviously get more flexibility, more adherence. Um, if you are able to, I think you are more adherent if you're able to, to vary your sources, cause you don't get fatigued from eating the same thing all the time, which right. is not normal for most people. Like it's not like doing, <laughs> doing bodybuilding hardcore on a meal plan is not normal. So right. <laughs> like, so most people can't handle that. Like most, like I would never, I don't think I've ever told Mark or my, my coach that, oh, I'm tired of this. I just, it doesn't matter to me, but right. to, the, to the general population, it matters to them. So like macro tracking or learning your nutrition might help you with that, help you with your adherence um, so that you can, like some, some of my athletes non-negotiables are that they would like to uh, go out to eat with their significant others or their family, you know, and if that's the case, then yes, they're going to have to do some tracking and they're going to have to learn and I'm going to have to teach them to some right. extent. Um, yeah. Pros. Pros. Like, like I said, that flexibility is huge. Um, you know, with that as well, especially if it's a hybrid thing, I think hybrids on, on, in my opinion are like one of the most beneficial for clients. Um, but it also gives you the, this, skills and the resources to learn how to track on the fly. And then it gives you the, the resources to think intuitively about your meals post tracking, because like, you're not going to track the rest of your life, right? Like you're most likely going to track to learn, definitely track if you have a physique goal, but at the end of the day, you're not going to be tracking forever. So I think flexible dieting kind of gives you the power because you're implementing what you're learning versus a meal plan. Like this is what your coach says you're eating, you're eating it. And maybe you're eyeballing the portion and kind of being mindful, but flexible dieting really does help you to kind of decipher and navigate just the options and availability of your food choices. And mm -hmm. it forces you to look at what an actual serving size is because you're probably playing macro Tetris, you know, and that could also be a con, but at the end of the day, if you're using it as a learning tool and that's the important thing, it's a tool. I think it can be very beneficial. Yeah, for sure. And, um, I think the hybrid, I think we should talk about that next. I think we should, cause I think that that's different. I think it's, I think just meal plan and just tracking are the two ends of the spectrum. And then this hybrid thing is in the middle. Yeah. And I think that that does work. I do think that that's probably the best, uh, situation for a lot of athletes. Um, as far as cons go for flexible dieting or macro tracking, uh, definitely more susceptible to, uh, digestive issues, especially yep. an abuse of, of what you can fit in your macros. If you don't know what you're doing, like a calorie is not just a calorie. And there's so many things that go it, like, we need a new episode for this. Like, <laughs> like there's so many things that go into like your food choices, um, that we can get into another episode with, but yeah, it, it's not that a calorie is just a calorie and it's whatever you can fit in. You have to be optimal about what choices you have and what, what you're going to put into your daily intake. Um, and I think that that's where the hybrid thing is really beneficial because you might have a, a certain food list that you can pick from, um, or something that your coach is okay with you having, and you can kind of pop that in uh, if you have certain macro targets to hit, um, depending on what you like and what digests well for you. 
Um, another con is what's another con? I'm- For me, again, this is can be on both sides, but cons is it encourages binge eating because oh, when yeah. you start like trying to fit sweet treats here and there, eventually you're going to get to the point that like you're going to have that fuck it mentality where it's like because you're feeding your body kind of these maybe unhealthy processed foods because you're so like, you're just trying to fit it in. Mm -hmm. You eventually might get to the point where you're already going over and you might be like, well, well, what's one more. And then that can just spiral as well. Um, which is why I'm not a huge fan of just if it fits your macros, because you're just training your body that like, you always need to cheat. And it's like, you're just cheating yourself. And I don't think that's a healthy relationship to have with food, um, to have with yourself mentally. So that's why I'm not a huge fan of just doing macros. Yeah, I've had um, when I first started uh, my journey in competing and bodybuilding, I started on macros Mm -hmm. Um, and I was the most, I would say, unhealthy in my mind um, than I've ever been as far as like my journey. And I think like you, it was funny because people were preaching like, oh, it's, it's going to be hard to be on a meal plan. Like that's going to mess you up or whatever. And so I was just like, oh, I guess I'll just do macros because that won't mess me up. But I did not have the found you in order to be optimal at creating your own meal plans and tracking macros, you have to have a foundation of nutrition. Like you have to know, like I didn't know I needed 14 grams, 14, around 14 grams of fiber per 1000 calories. I had no idea. I was just tracking my macros and there's a lot of people that don't know that. So I'm fitting things like potato chips and um, protein bars to get my fiber. When I figured that out, I didn't know what types of fiber I was supposed to be supposed to be having. Um, And so you have to have a foundation to be able to do that, which is why a lot of times, like I will start with, I might for my lifestyle athletes, like if they're, if they don't know how to track macros and they're like, Oh, I would like just a straightforward meal plan. I'll tell them, I will give you a straightforward forward meal plan, but you have to commit to learning like a more about, uh, nutritional aspects, like tracking macros. And I want to be able to talk to you and, and figure out what food sources are best for you. And then how can you track them in, in the future as you're learning? So like, yeah, they want to get started. Like they're like, oh, I want a meal plan. I want to get started. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. But to be honest with you, it's really hard. It's not going to be easy to stay on that all, all the time. And right. you're, you're going to hit me up and be like, hey, I want to go to this thing. And, you know, my job is not midweek to be like, oh, let's look at the menu together. Let's figure something out together. We need to make sure you're able to do that for yourself. And yep. so it's super important that if you're going to start tracking macros um, or even be on a meal plan, I would say you start learning. If you're going to be on a meal plan, you need to learn about macros. If you have, if you're, if you are planning on just tracking macros or creating your own meal plan, you need to have some sort of base of nutritional knowledge so that you can create something optimal for yourself, or you need to get a coach that's going to teach you that. Like, Agreed. So- Agreed. Which I think it's a good thing to dive into. So how do you go about kind of educating your athletes like so let's say bare bones beginner they want a meal plan just to get started like you're saying but like mm-hmm. how do you go about teaching them about like what is a protein what is a carb what is a fat and kind of like navigating that um so i will some of them like want to get started and so and some of them like just don't under they just don't know how difficult just being on a meal plan is Um, so what I'll do is I'll give them their set macros and I'll give them a meal plan. 
And, um, we will, you know, as they're picking their food sources, like I'll go over like what, you know, first of all, how many meals can you see yourself having a day? Um, what types of protein sit well with you? What types of carbs? Like sometimes they are like, I don't really know. You know, sometimes they're like, I have no idea. So we might experiment that way for a little while, a couple of weeks. Um, but as far as teaching them protein, fats, carbs, that just comes in time. I don't think like I've ever had a sit down conversation. Oh, actually, no, I have with a couple of athletes where I've <laughs> sat down and been like, all right, let's zoom, let's talk about this. And so I've, that's above and beyond for most coaches, like most coaches right. do that, honestly, but knowing that some of my lifestyle athletes are so new and they want to, like, it's, it's usually that like, they want to stay on track, like, but again, like their non-negotiable might be like, oh, I want to go, I want to do this once a week, at least once a week. Like what, what's the harm in that? You know? And I'm like, yeah, there's no harm in it. As long as you know what you're doing, we'll sit down and we'll talk about like literally protein, fats, carbs, and, um, why each is important and where like they need to place them in their, in their, uh, programs. And then, you know, once they're like, okay, I'm ready to start doing that. I'll start giving them macro targets pre post-workout or just around their train or not around their training, or I might have mandatory pre post-workout. This is your meal and intra. And then around their around that they can track, um, that way they're because pre post-workout intra peri-workout is the most important. Like it is when it comes to fueling your body for because everything in bodybuilding is about fueling your performance and recovery. Right. So I'm not sure that they can do that or they like, they're not sure about the percentage of carbs and protein that I need around, around there and fats around there, then I'll do it. And then I'll tell them you can start practicing tracking for meal, like one and five or something. Yeah. I've and done then, something very similar. Yeah. And then, um, I might have like a day if, uh, or like a meal where they go out with their, their significant other or their family. And, um, I'll give them guidelines on what they can get. It's not necessarily a free meal or a refeed. Um, but it's where they can go. And I, I might tell them, get some, get a lean protein source, make sure you have a veggie with it. Um, it would be best if you did it at this time, but if you can't, that's okay. Like I don't, you know, with lifestyle athletes, you, you never want to push it to the point where they're, they're like, this is, this is really overwhelming. You don't want to overwhelm them. Otherwise they'll pull back from you. So you have to make sure you have to understand as an athlete, as a bodybuilding athlete, that you are not normal. Nope. (laughs) Um, And so when you're teaching them, what you feel is very basic to them, it's not basic. Like to them, it's, this is like, this is something that's very new and complicated. Um, and so you have to really, you you have to kind of, I don't want to say coddle, but you have to be very mindful about what, how you feel about nutrition. Um, because like, I actually like, you're my friend, but we talk about this all the time. Like, this Mm -hmm. is like, this is a language that we speak like, um, and most people don't speak the language of nutrition and and fitness in, in the right ways. Right. So you have to make sure that when you're relaying that information to them, you speak it in a language that they can understand and they don't get overwhelmed by. Right. No, I think that's good. And something I like to do with my lifestyle clients is I will have them put their meal plan into my fitness pal. Like I'll help them navigate, like setting up my fitness pal, ignoring like their set calories or whatever, because they're just always just terrible. Um, But I'm like, go ahead and input your meal plan into it and get as close as possible. Like try to use the green check to verify foods, try to make sure things are in grams as best as possible and get a feel for the app. And then 
do yourself a favor and just play around with it. Like look up foods that you normally eat, you know, like look up like, okay, well, what does four ounces of cooked salmon look like? Like just be mindful of those macros. Notice how salmon is high in fat and high in protein. And then maybe look at, you know, chicken. Okay. Much higher in protein, much lower in fat. So like learn, you know, with your food list that you're given, because the food list is, you know, organized by macronutrients, most likely like having columns for protein, carbs, fat, you know, starches of veggies and stuff like that. Like just play around with it, get familiar with it. Like I encourage them to have a mind of a child because like you give a child, like, you know, a a raisin, for example, Mm -hmm. the child isn't going to eat a raisin. If it's never seen a raisin before, it's going to like put it up its nose in its ear. It's going to like play around with it and, you know, be mesmerized by this tiny little shriveled grape. Mm -hmm. Do that, do that with macros and you will learn so much. And then you, then you can like ask questions about, well, how do I track if I want to go out to dinner? And it's like, then you have the guidelines of, okay, well, a lean protein source, if it's, you know, not like a cheap meal or a free meal or whatever it is, um, like be mindful of the foods that you're putting into your body and understanding how it's going to fuel you for later. So maybe if you're going to like the cheesecake factory, for example, maybe trying to get something on their what is it? Their skinny delicious menu. I, I don't remember the name, but like yeah, skinny delicious. Yeah, the skinny delicious menu versus getting like the full fat. You know, whatever it is on their other menu that's mm-hmm. thousands of calories and probably is going to make you feel good afterward. You know. Yeah, yeah, and it's you know important to just make sure, especially when they're eating out and stuff. Um, how are you going to feel after you do too much? Like, do a little too much because remember, like, you've been on, uh, you know, this program for, you know, however long, and your digestion might change and yeah. what you tolerate might change. Um, and you can view it as a good or a bad thing. Um, but a lot of times, like, if even if I go out to eat, I, I don't get anything crazy. I get like veggies and chicken. It's yeah. like, but, but the reason why is because. I can't, I don't, I can't even really tolerate like other things anymore. Like if I do, if I try to have like wings or something, if I do, if I ever do, I'm like dead after I'm like, I can't, I can't do it. So you have to like tell your athletes, like, think about what's going, don't, it's not a free for all just because I'm giving you like a, a free meal. Or if I tell you like, okay, let's go out, let's, let's learn how to track and things like that. It's not a free for all. Like it's, it's knowing that your nutrition well enough to still have some sort of balance and also asking like, what is your, I asked them, what is your goal? Like, what is your goal when you want to be social? Um, do you just want to be social? Cause for me, my goal when I go out to eat is to feel included and social. Yeah. It's not to eat. It's not like, that's just me, but other people might be different. Um, my goal is like, if I could honestly just bring my meal, I would, like, if, you know, you know, if I was just around like other bodybuilders, I, I would honestly probably just bring my meal or we would just eat inside. Like <laughs> that would make me feel the best. Um, but some, for the general population, it, it's not like that for them. Um, but I do think your point to at having your athletes add in their foods from whatever, like from, like I have my athletes add in their, their meals. If they're on a meal plan to my fitness pal, I say, Mm -hmm. okay, put all your meals in here and then see these macro targets that are like at the top of each meal. Those are where I want you, like, I want them to be pretty similar. You can see this on your document as well. 
or your um, program as well. And then you can make sound, sound decisions on like how you can fit those macros into that area. And it makes it a lot easier for them to see, um, to see what's going on, like just see it on the app, um, whatever app they choose. So I think there's like my fitness pal, fit genie. Um, do you know of any other apps? Uh, chronometer is a pretty good one. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there are some though that like, aren't necessarily tech savvy, like my older populations, like (laughs) they'd rather sit down with Excel. And so like, sometimes I'll get on a zoom call with them and share my screen green and like show them like, cause I give my clients like a master food list as well. So that way they can see like per hundred grams or 85 grams of whatever food is like, what are the macros? Just so again, they can have just that other visual, like sometimes they'll just make their own meal plan, just copy and paste. And they love that because like, you know, technology is not necessarily something they're good at and they just want to do an Excel spreadsheet. Like those financial guys, like I have a lot of like guys that are finance nerds that are like, give me a spreadsheet. (laughs) I was like, okay. So I think that can also just be beneficial, especially if you're a client that maybe just learns a little bit differently. Yeah. Um, as well. Yeah. And it depends, it just depends on how, how much they really, I think they also need to know like how imperative it is to stay on track and to stay consistent with your macros and your and your calories because I think there's this thing where it's like oh one day is not gonna like if I'm just not on my stuff like it's no big deal or what and it, 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 in a grand scheme of things it's not but I remember one of my athletes asked me I want to know what the effects are of me not staying on track like when I don't stay on track I want to know what's what's happening like and I, you know, I told them, or like, sometimes I'll have athletes that ask like, oh, can I have a free meal here? And they're like, what would happen? And I'm like, well, I mean, you can like, <laughs> but you have to understand like your progress will slow the less consistent you are with your meals and the less consistent you are with your calories. Mm-hmm. It will be slower. Um, you have to level with yourself if that's okay with you. Like if, you know, and so I'm never, I'm never the type of coach that's like you absolutely, like if in a way, especially with lifestyle athletes, it's different for competition athletes, but for lifestyle athletes, like there's, you have to remember like their mindset. And so, um, when they ask questions like that, they're, they're genuinely curious. Like I'm curious about what, what's, what are the ramifications if I don't stay on track and I'll tell them, well, I mean, your progress might slow, uh, a lot. And you'll, you, you, there's less, it's less likely you'll be motivated. I say um, the motivation thing is like, usually what I touch on first is like, when you have one off day, the next day, you're going to feel kind of crappy. And then that might encourage you well, to have again, that black or white, like fucking yeah, mentality exactly. and then have another bad day. And then yeah. that those the one bad day, really just a bad meal, most likely mm-hmm. is going to turn into a week. And yeah. that's where it's like, okay, well, you could be not necessarily undoing it, but like, we're trying to teach you good habits. Well, now you're kind of undoing those habits that we're trying so hard to teach you and moving forward can be just really difficult. Yeah. And it makes it harder on you as a coach. Like, you know, like (laughs) when you know that they're not um, adhering the way that you need them to, because it's really difficult. Like I'm all the athletes out there that are, that have a coach, if you go off your plan and you're not honest with them, um, it's really hard for us to make decisions. It's like really hard. It's like, how, how do I know what's going on if you're off your plan? Like, 
two, three days out of the week. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. So I'm going to be like, well, okay, let's wait till next week. Like when you're on your, and then it's just this ongoing process of kind of waiting for more consistency. Like I'm waiting for you to be consistent. Like, and so that's in itself, like you have to think like when you're not consistent, you're wasting your own time, not just mine, but yours. Like, because I'm going to, I can't make decisions. I'm just, I have to have some, I have to have consistency to be able to make decisions. So. Absolutely. And that thing that gets frustrating, I think also as a coach is like, you don't know, like, like you said, you don't know if changes need to be made to the protocol because like, if it works before, but yeah, you just had one bad week. Well, we need to get back on track. But if that really bad week turns into another bad week, turns into another bad week, well, maybe as a coach, you have to tweak your protocol a little bit because clearly the client is struggling with adherence. Even if you have those hard conversations where it's like, what is going on? Like sometimes as a coach, you do have to just change your approach because maybe right now mentally, like like maybe it's like a depression thing. Like to use my example with Mark, like I didn't track for two weeks. And like, honestly, it stressed me out in the beginning because I've tracked consistently since I was like 16 years old. So to have like two weeks off, it caused me a little bit of mental anguish. But in the end, it was such a good investment because I didn't have to worry about it. I just ate food, ate whole foods. You know, I ate till I was somewhat satisfied, which, you know, is really hard when you're depressed because that messes with your hunger cues, which is a whole other topic. But like, sometimes when you're a coach, you also have to assess you know, the environment that your athlete or your lifestyle clients in where tracking could be more harm than good. And you maybe have to switch your approach to, I don't like using the word intuitive eating, but like eating just until satiety during this hard time, because if they're not tracking anyway, but now they're feeling like a piece of shit and they're failing because they're not tracking. Like you also just have to assess that situation. Again, context is everything. Yeah, for sure. I just had, I just had an athlete, um, this past week, that totally like he was so stressed out because he's been traveling Mm -hmm. and he's been backpacking and doing all these fun things that he wants to do and he's like I feel like I'm trying so hard like to stay but I can't like because I'm doing all of these other things and I'm like okay wait 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 (laughs) it's like what is your priority in life right now and um you know if that's something that's really important to you then on those days um do your best to get your protein in intuitively eat a little bit like it's kind of impossible to get your food in when you're traveling like that like so why are we thinking about that why are we even why are we even stressing out about it you know and so he's like oh well right okay okay and I'm like so if you're traveling like that don't worry about it just don't worry about it and when you come back or whenever you like it's it might be like two or three days out the week he's doing that and that's 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 where he's at right now like that's where he's at. He still wants to be coached. He's still lifting around that. But during those days, it's like, he's really stressed out and kind of can't do it. And he's like stressed out about what I'm, how I'm feeling. And I got to tell him like, it's fine. I mean, you're going to be able to do the best you can at any, at any point in time. Like, you know, like we're talking about like this fluidity through time. Yep. Now, is that ideal? Absolutely not. No, <laughs> he knows that. He knows that, but his goal is to live life and have fun. He'd like nutrition guidance. He'd like to be able to train and to feel like he's, he's got a solid foundation for what he's doing when he is at home. And that's what works for him. 
And so, and I have to, as a coach, be like, okay, that's what works for him right now. And that's, what's making him happy. Is he making progress? Yes. Um, but it's just a cup. There's a few other things that are very important to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he enjoys working with a coach. And so as a coach, I have to mold my, mold my, uh, myself and my training with him and my nutrition programming with him to be able to make sure he's happy and still progressing. Absolutely. So, mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think as a coach, like, I think, I mean, I obviously can't speak for every single coach, but I think in an ideal world, every coach would like their client to be hundred percent all the time. Cause that makes our lives so much easier, right? Like the, having that bodybuilder hardcore mentality, but at the end of the day, that's just not realistic. Um, especially if you're working with lifestyle athletes. So like, the, at the end of the day, like a huge takeaway though, is like coach client communication when it comes to what does the client need and want? So that way the coach can program. Is it meal plan? Is it macros? Is it a hybrid, which hybrids are awesome. Yes, um, hybrid. You do, literally <laughs> hybrids are awesome. But at the end of the day, like also as a client, you need to be honest about your adherence yes. because if you're not we're going to be beating and maybe crying in my case, like wondering, like, where am I going wrong? Because like, nothing's happening. They look the same, you know, not, it's not even necessarily skill related, but like, if your biofeedback is not good and we're thinking you're on your shit and you're not like, please just be honest with us. Like we are here to help you. Yeah. Like help you through that. Right. Like, so if you, (laughs) like, if I had a, I had an athlete that, um, he started to, he started to feel like, like really burnt out on just tracking and his meal plan and everything. And he wasn't telling me. And then there was a couple of weeks went by and things weren't changing. And I was like, yo, what's going on? Like, what's going on? Because we were going, we were doing, we were like here, we were like linear. And then all of a sudden we just dropped, like we just dropped off. And he was like, well, you know, on Saturdays, sometimes I've been doing like, you know, a free meal or I've been like just doing whatever. And then what happens is he's checking in the next day. All right. Uh, Like, okay, well, let's talk about that. You know, we should have, you should have told me this. That way I could have helped you through that. I could have helped you and told you, or I could have known, like, I would have been able to know, like, and not think like, oh, like, I guess my programming is not really working. Maybe we need to try something else. It's, and it's not his fault for feeling that way. He's been on his crap for like a long time, like feeling burnt out. But, you know, as a client, you need to tell your coach, like, I feel burnt out. I feel like I would like some mental relief at some point. Like, so how can I mentally relieve myself or how can we work to mentally relieve me? And so, yeah, like we worked through that. Um, But he had, I kind of had to dig for it, you know, but I shouldn't have to dig for that with, with my athletes. Mm -mm. My athletes should tell, like, you should, like, if I have, if I'm feeling burnt out or if I have a problem, Mark knows, he knows. Like sometimes I even want to tell him before I check in, I want to be like, Hey man, like, but you know, I wait. Um, but he knows because I know he's, he, he wants what's best for me and your coach, like whoever your coach is, if you're listening to this and you have a coach, they want what's best for you. So don't hide things from them. Um, they want you to succeed and you not, you not saying how you're feeling is not helping you succeed. It's like being in a relationship, like, you have to be able to tell your partner when things are bugging you. Otherwise things fester and your relationship starts to be a little wonky because the other person is sitting there like, what's wrong? Why are you, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? Like, exactly. um, 
you're not able to, to connect with them that way. And so you have to, you need to have a coach that you're comfortable with talking. First of all, you need to have a coach that you're comfortable talking to. Um, and you also need to have a coach that cares enough to ask for more information and be like, Hey, look, like I'm seeing this, like what's going on? Because some coaches will just sit there and be like, yeah, you look good. Keep going. Um, and then like, <laughs> and then, you know, weeks go by, you're not making any progress. And it's yeah. like, then there's an issue there too. So. Absolutely. No, I think, I think this is just a great thing to talk about and to have like a total recap on was that too long? Didn't read. Yeah. I love that so much. (laughs) Um, context is everything when it comes to your nutrition, like as an athlete, as a client, don't be afraid to ask questions as to maybe like what is best for you. Because again, like this whole coaching thing is for yourself. Like you took that initial leap to trust someone with your health. You made that investment get the most out of it. Like there's a difference between asking like Google questions. Like, I don't know, like what are the nutrients in raspberries? Like, you know, obviously that's a great Google question, but like, maybe you could ask your coach, well, like, why is like, why are my macro splits the way they are? And then the coach can give you a little bit of education as to like, okay, well, why do I have a lot of carbs around my training? And it's like, oh shit, like, let's go, you know, cause as coaches, we get high off that stuff. We get high up educating you. Like we love it so much, but like we got to ask those questions. So we know when we can help you through that. Yeah. Um, and if you're asking questions and your coach uh, tells you not to ask questions, leave your coach. Like, <laughs> Yeah. That always kind of bugs me when people yeah, are like, oh, weird. they didn't ask questions. And it's like, why are we highlighting that? Like, I like what my clients ask good oh, yeah. questions. Like I want them to know, like I, I, you asking questions lets me know that you care. Like, and you care, you should care about your progress more than I care about your progress. I mean, and I care about your progress. I really do. Right. Like, it should be tenfold. So if you care about your progress more, or if I care about your progress more than you care about your progress, like we need to, we need to reevaluate a few things Like for sure. I agree. So. I agree. Then as a coach, you just, again, you got to make sure this stuff's customizable to each client. Like you have to ask them, like, what would you be more comfortable with? right now and understanding that like your programming, your protocol needs to have fluidity, especially if it's a lifestyle client. Like you can't just be like, here's a meal plan. Bye. Like, no, like educate, like invest in your client because like they are paying you for a service. Like you need to take care of them. Mm -hmm. Um, Find out what works best for them. And maybe it takes a lot of tinkering. That's why like communication again is vital and it goes both ways. So hopefully y'all are doing what's best for (laughs) your clients, you know, for sure. But let's, let's end it here. But I want to hear what's one thing that you're looking forward to this week. Let's end it on a good note. I think that's, I think that's such a good thing. Hey, um, this week I'm looking forward to who, what am I looking forward to? I am looking forward to just honestly, like, work still working like still like I'm feeling like I got my like this past week I was going into my full-time job so I was like really busy um and this week I'm actually actually this is what I'm looking forward to I'm going to San Francisco to get the rest of my stuff so in a couple weeks like I'm gonna feel like solidified um and just like I'm in 
the mode of like work. I'm in the mode of my athletes. I'm doing both of my fields or both fitness. I love it. This is what I do. This is how I live. Like, and I'm excited to have a bit more consistency in my schedule. Um, And so I'm looking forward to like feeling that a little bit more this upcoming week and feeling like I'm making moves and strides for myself and then for also my athletes as well. I love that. I love that. And for me, like obviously closing on the house, I'm excited about. Uh, I'm so excited for you. So excited. Awesome. Like, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) No, you're good. But with that being said, I also am looking for a sense of consistency because I don't like, like as a bodybuilder, your scheduler, like you just have to be the scheduled regimented person. Mm -hmm. Um, And so like, I don't like being thrown off my schedule. And so, because my schedule is like all over the place right now with packing, moving stuff like that, I'm excited for next week to be like, okay, well, this is my brand new schedule, my brand new house, (laughs) but yeah, I'm consistency. I'm, I'm excited to have that back. Girl, I'm so excited for you because that's like, that's a goal for me right now. I'm like, ah, I want a house like, you know, but it's not going to be a galley. So it's not going to be for a while, but it will happen. I think that's so cool. Congrats to you and Eric. Thank you. We are super excited. We'll have to give like a little tour. (laughs) Yeah. 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 For sure. I love it. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Also, thank you so much for all of your love. Like when we announced it, y'all went wild and like, that was cool. Yo, like that's what we should talk about at the end of this right now, because what the hell? Like I was so thrown off about the response we got. We got this crazy ass response. We should have talked about this in the beginning of this podcast, but that was a crazy ass response. I'm, and I'm still getting messages from it. Like I'm still getting thank yous for putting this info out there. Like, and I'm so excited for you to, to listen to this because we just started, like we're just starting and we have so much more to talk about. Like and I want to thank all of you for being so excited about it because I had goosebumps. Like literally it's like <laughs> announcing it all over again. Look, was I, I don't even know if I was excited as excited as everyone else. Like, literally like, people are like, this is it. Like I had people, I don't even know. Like, oh, like obviously yes. like our teammates were super supportive, which I loved that. But yeah. like, I had people that like, I kind of talked to on Instagram that were like reposting and like commenting. And I was like, oh shit. Y'all are awesome. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I got the most shares on that post that I did that I have like any of my other posts that that haven't like gone like viral or whatever. But that was it. That was a big thing. And the fact that I had so many people like message me and say they first listened to the first two episodes. Oh, yeah. Like already instantaneous. That was like, yeah that was like two hours like what like humbles me as a person like I take this same mentality when I post on Instagram and when I publish like when we're publishing a podcast it's like life is limited like your time is limited so the fact that you spent two hours of your precious life listening to us like that shit's humbling to me yeah like for sure that's all that's just amazing so amazing thank yeah. you so much everyone like <laughs> yeah you guys are awesome we'll definitely put up like q a's because like we also want to hear from you guys so we want to know what questions oh, yeah. you have because that's gonna be that's gonna be a fun fun podcast yeah we should definitely do q a's yeah it'll be fun yeah all but right. y'all again thank you so much we appreciate you guys Brittany. as always thank you so much for hopping on and we oh, hope you guys fun. have an awesome start to your week right all right See you later, y'all. Or hear you later. Or listen. Never mind. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Oh.